0: You're listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Wouldn't it be great if you could participate in you're gaining the very best results that you could possibly imagine from anything that I would do or any of your plastic surgery people or dermatologists or, for that matter, anybody that ends up doing anything for you to enhance or increase your aesthetic goals. Wouldn't it be great if you could also participate In your final results. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today because more and more literature and more and more research is coming out to say how many things we do on a day to day basis that we almost do mindlessly, that if we actually took some time and thought through what we're doing, we could actually achieve better results in almost any area of our life. But in this particular case, if we really focused in on what you could do to enhance the cosmetic or the aesthetic treatment that you're heading for, I'm going to give you a couple of examples today. And one of the most popular ones that's really becoming more and more like the go-to standard is Fat reduction modalities, fat reduction treatments. Now, aside from thinking about this as a surgical treatment like liposuctioning or something like that, I really wanted to focus a little bit more on a lot of the aesthetic treatments that you may be getting in various places across the country. Let's say you're going to get, the most popular one is cool sculpting. But there are other treatments out there that actually, instead of freezing the fat, heat up the fat. There are other ones that kind of destroy the fat by injecting it with something. So there are a lot of different energy-based Treatments out there. There's a lot of injectable type products that get rid of fat and things like that. So, in in areas of your body where you're having difficulty getting rid of spotty fat areas, a lot of you are going to seek help to get, you know, these spots or these really difficult areas to get rid of with just diet, let's say, and exercise away. So. Let's say that you're going in to get some fat reduction procedure. Wouldn't it be great if, along with having that fat reduction treatment do a great job, if I could give you a couple other little tips on what you could do to enhance the results from that treatment? Let's do that. So, for the first one, which is going to sound very, very like Everybody knows this kind of thing. But while you're getting your treatments, you definitely want to do this first thing, and that is increase your water intake. We talk about this all the time and people that are you know, trying to go on certain diets and things, there's always this component about drinking more water because for a number of reasons. Number one, it's going to fill you up a little bit so you may not eat as much. But when you're getting these treatments done where you actually are trying to break down these fat compartments, trying to flush it out of your system with an increased amount of water intake. Definitely makes a ton of sense because you got to remember when you're doing something like cool sculpting, your body is ultimately going to excrete it or dissolve it and get rid of it over the course of those, you know, three to four months, uh, correction, three to four weeks. So while those three to four weeks are going on, that would be a really appropriate time to just bump up the amount of fluids, water in particular, that you're taking in. All right, let me give you another one. What if, while you're getting these treatments done, you actually increased your workout regimen? Now, it's not saying that you're not already doing it, but what I'm saying to you is knowing that we're trying to increase that metabolic activity, knowing that what we're trying to do is break down that fat and have you get rid of it on your own, again, because this is a non surgical method, increasing your activity. Your exercise would make a lot of sense. And I think it doesn't have to be like you're just doing crunches. Let's say you were doing this cool sculpting or this um, um, heated energy. Uh, on your abdomen, you don't necessarily have to just do crunches or just do sit-ups. I'm saying overall getting your metabolic rate to be ramped up by doing anything from uh, walking to jogging to just doing an overall HIIT workout or something like that, I think makes a lot of sense. How about this? Whenever I do liposuctioning or a tummy tuck or a facelift, or anything where we're really trying to reshape the body part, I always, always, and I'm not alone in this, all the plastic surgeons that I know that do a lot of body contouring or facelifts, or for that matter, any kind of surgery, always are very, very careful about the dressings that they apply afterwards, the garments that we're asking the patients to wear. So. With that in mind, why wouldn't we want you to be wearing a certain kind of a shape garment, a uh, Spanx, uh, some sort of a fit garment that will train the skin of where we've been trying to get rid of the fat To shrink down to? Because think about this for a minute. If you're going to have an area, let's say like the love handle or the bra line treated with either cool sculpting or heated energy or even injecting something like Kybella, which dissolves fat, wouldn't you want to control how the skin will ultimately? Shrink down and glue down to the new base that we created. I talk about this all the time. When we're doing a facelift, when we're doing any of these things, we're manipulating the skin, we're lifting it, we're repositioning it. And then after that, we're kind of leaving it to its own accord to like glue down to the new base that we created. And this glue is your body forming collagen to hold it into place. Well, it only makes sense that if you could direct how that skin is ultimately going to glue down, it would make a tremendous amount of benefit. So a lot of you that may be getting some of these non-surgical fat reduction treatments may not really treat it like we would if we were doing liposuctioning or a surgical procedure. And I'm here to tell you that I think we're... You may be making a mistake by not doing that. So, if you are getting something done around your abdomen, love handles, bra line, wherever, or legs, you should be wearing some sort of a compressive garment, whatever you want to call it, to enhance the final result from that. Let me give you one more of these things. And I think this one is the one that most people discount, and that is following up with whomever did the treatments on an ongoing basis. Because let's be really, really honest about this. For all of you that know how cool sculpting works, or for all of you that know how these externally applied energy sources work, basically, we're taking some sort of an energy system. It could be either freezing the fat, heating the fat, something and we're applying it to that area in question. So let's say, for instance, we're talking about the love handles. That applicator of the sculpt machine or that heated energy machine is treating a zone. It makes sense that a few of those fat cells that are in that zone have been missed. They just haven't been treated for whatever reason. Uh, It was just such a big area um, that it didn't incorporate the entire zone of that treatment at that one day of treatment. So the idea of having to have a stacked or a repetitive treatment in that same area, in that same vicinity to make a more complete, thorough eradication of the fat that's there that we really want to get rid of makes all the sense in the world. Because I know when I'm doing liposuctioning, I have to blend the areas. So when we're talking about doing liposuctioning, let's say, of the love handle, it's not enough to just do that little zone that would be the love handle. You actually need to incorporate a wider span so that it blends into the the surrounding tissues. And similarly, when we're doing some of these non-invasive treatments, you could imagine that treatment is really just being done on that particular area. So the zones around it haven't really been diminished in the amount of fat cells that are there. So the reason why I think this is so important, and I don't think it should be such a... um, like an, an awakening for people is to understand that blending the surrounding area, be it with another session of cool sculpting, be it with, you know, instead of doing cool sculpting, maybe it's just a little bit of fat that you still see in that area. So maybe we inject a little bit of Kybella to dissolve it. Or maybe we just need a little bit of a heated energy to tighten up the skin and shrink down a little bit more of the fat. Whatever it is, there is a way of stacking the treatments. Or a better way of thinking about it is to be a little bit more complete in treating the area. And that's why it is so important for you to follow up after your treatment session. I know so many of you feel like it should be like a one and done type of a thing, but it really isn't when you're really taking a look at the overall body. Because I know from doing this surgically, it takes more than just liposucking that fat from that particular area in order for you to get that shape that you're looking for. It just makes sense. And I think the same thing should be taken into account when we're thinking about using a non-surgical approach to go after something like a body part. So all of these things that I'm talking about, I'm using cool sculpting, fat Uh, dissolving type things as uh, an example, but you could extrapolate this conversation to talk about anything. How about something like lasers to the face? Let's say you're someone that has dark circles under your eyes, a little bit of crepey skin in that same general vicinity under your eyes, and you may also have some hollowing there in that tear trough or that area right underneath your eyelid that looks like it's a gully. Well, I can tell you right now that there isn't one treatment that'll take care of all three of those issues. We're going to have to stack or combine certain treatments to make that area look as beautiful as you want it to. So that's why I'm saying like this whole concept of coming back and having to maybe do another modality to finally get the end result shouldn't be such a foreign thought process. It should make sense to you, especially if you're going and getting a really thorough evaluation. Whomever you're going to should really you know, sit down and talk to you and really explain to you that most of the time it will take a combination of a few things in order for you to get the exact thing you're looking for. And as, again, it could just be more of the same. An example of that would be Botox or any of these neuromodulators that we use like Dysport or Juvo or any of them. If you're a first time uh, Juvo or Botox person, after that treatment, you may not see that result for at least a week or so. So when that treatment is finished and it kicks in, there may be a line or two that was missed. You got to come back and see us. You got to come back and see the plastic surgeon or whomever it was that actually injected you so that you could end up getting the perfect result that you want. And it's not that something was missed. It's just that you're really trying to get the best result that you can. And sometimes these things don't happen instantly. Sometimes with fillers, they do. If you're coming in to get your lips injected and you want them to be a certain way and a certain size and everything else, the fillers a lot of times will give you that instant result. They look perfect and you're done and you really don't have to return. But other times, maybe some swelling kicked in and then all of a sudden after a let's say three to four days or a week, you notice that, you know what, you thought the lips were the size that you wanted, but they really aren't as large as you you thought they were going to be because they may have swelled up a little bit. You got to go back and just discuss it and just add a little bit more or do something a little different, maybe use a different product, et cetera. But I think at the end of the day, my message for all of you today was the idea that there are so many things that not only you can do, to make your results better, but communication and coming back and having the follow-up is one of the number one things that you could do to make sure that everything is going exactly how you want it to be. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye.